your truth today we see you our eyes are enlightened today and we see you Jesus thank you Lord for in Jesus name we pray amen you may be on your feet your seats right okay hallelujah I'm so glad to see all your faces I've never been happier standing here today is a very great day of joy hallelujah hallelujah last Sunday what was our topic Greater works, hallelujah. Okay, and just to dive right into it without further ado. Um, today we'll be talking about the person of the Holy Spirit. Um, in our last meeting, we emphasized on greater works being more than miracles. Not excluding, but more than miracles. But in knowing the back end of things with regards to our salvation. In order to steadily have a defense for the goodness of God that occurred to us at salvation. We also spoke of getting others saved as a pivotal essence of greater works. Now, why do we need this recap? We need this recap because today we'll be revealing the person of the Holy Spirit through the scriptures. For the believer to walk in greater works, the only person that could make it a possibility is the Holy Ghost. We will see how in a bit. First and foremost, I want to ask, do we know the Holy Ghost? If you know the Holy Ghost, raise up your hand. Choco, you don't know the Holy Ghost. Yeah. I want to see actually. I want to know how many people like you've you've heard of, or maybe you've heard of the Holy, at least you've heard of the Holy Spirit. Maybe Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost, maybe it's different for you. Uh-huh. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Okay, and our anchor scripture being John chapter 14, we'll begin to read. And we'll start from verse 1. Let's just start from verse 1. And we're reading down. Please, are you there? John chapter 14. Please, I'm not hearing Bibles, please, or phones, any of the above, but we must look through our Bibles. Thank you. Okay, are we there? Are we there? Thank you. Okay, it says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And you see, remember in our last meeting, we settled that when we're talking about our father's house, we're not talking about house like a building. We're talking about family. Comes from the word orkia, orkia, rather. And we're talking about family. And Jesus speaking here said, you know, in my father's house, there are many mansions. In my father's family, there's a lot of space. And I go that I may make a place for you. So that's the explanation. So just in case you were not here last week, you realize that, okay, we're talking about relationship here, a father-son kind of relationship. That's exactly what Jesus was going to establish when he was speaking in the book of John chapter 14, verse 2. And then he says, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And whither I go ye know, and the way ye know. And then Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If ye had known me, ye should have known my Father also. And from henceforth ye know him and have seen him. (laughs) Hallelujah. For us to be able to even go further to talk about the Holy Spirit, we have to talk about this entire chapter. Because, I mean, look at verse 6. Verse 6 just says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man can come to the Father but by me. Then verse 7, he says, if he had known me, he should have known my father also. And from henceforth, you know him and you have seen him. And then Philip says, Lord, show us the father and it sufficeth us. And then Jesus said unto him, have I been so long time with you? And yet hast thou not known me, Philip? 
He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, show us the Father? Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Now, from where we read, I've already explained, you know, about um, Oikia. In context, from verse 8, Philip asks a question, Lord, show us the Father. And we'll take note of Jesus' reply in verse 9. He said, have I been so long time with you, and thou hast not known me, Philip? He then goes further to say, he that has seen me had seen the Father. And how sayest then, show us the Father. So there is a clear and open disclosure here that the Father is in Jesus. The reason why we sang the song is so that our eyes are able to see the simplicity of scriptures. You know, sometimes we read and then we get things very mixed up and complicated. Things that ought not be. When you read this, things are very simple. Do you know what Jesus said here? Let's read it again. Jesus said what in... Um, in the last verse that we read, where is that? Nine. Yes, he said, have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father, and how sayest thou then, show us the Father? Ten, actually. Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? First and foremost, Jesus is establishing a relationship here to say that the person is going to is his Father. Not the Father, the Creator, but the Father, my Father. And it's a personalized affair of my father. If we would like to talk about the Holy Spirit, then we have to first and foremost explain to us the back end of things. The back end of why you are saved. The back end of how you are saved. I mean, I accepted Jesus as my Lord and personal Savior. But then we know that greater works is more than that. It's you being able to explain, give an explanation, give a defense at any point in time. And the defense is not an argument. It's not argument. It's a defense for your own consciousness and for your own awareness. So you're not just using word cocktails. You say, my father will chat in heaven. I'll be like, no, no, no. You would understand context. And our pastor said last meeting, he said, and Jesus going, he went. He went so that he would get our adoption papers. That was the point of him going. And then in going further, we understand that Jesus, the son, Jesus is the son. And he's talking about his father. So I am my father's son. And then he's now saying that the father is in me and I am in him. Speaking about the context of the relationship that they have. <laughs> but guess what? It does not end there. Hallelujah. We go down to verse 11. And it says, believe me that I am in the father and the father in me. Or else believe me for the very work's sake. In verse 12, he says, verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. Now that's a serious clincher. Because in 11, he says, believe me that I'm in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very work's sake. So who's doing the works? I'm asking us, this is going to be very interesting. Who's doing the works? Believe me for the very work's sake that I'm in the Father. So who is doing the works? Jesus or the Father? The Father. Who is doing the works? Let me read it again. 11, believe me. That's why we sang that song. Because sometimes people like Rema, you will read the Bible today. 11 says, believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very work's sake. That's what? That he is in the Father and that the Father is in him. So he's still talking about relationship. And he's still saying, on the premise of the works that I do, it's not me that does the works. It's the Father that's in me that does the works. The words that I speak to you, it's not me as a mere man speaking the words. It's the Father that speaks the words. Then he now says, our anchor scripture for the year, in verse 12, he says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my father. So the premise of the father doing what he did through Jesus was because firstly, he was his father. 
Then he now says the works that I do. Who does the works? The father. Then he says you shall do also. Do you have an understanding now that the father is your father? I want, do you, do you have an understanding? We must have the understanding before we move on. Do you have an understanding that the father that Jesus, that Jesus is always saying is the father that does the works, is the father that is doing the healings, don't look at me, no one is good at, is your father. Because he says the works that I do, you shall do also. So when it comes to healing, when it comes to deliverance, when it comes to all of that, him saying these signs shall follow them that believe is based upon the premise of the father being in you. The father being in you. So then we've established the fact that Jesus is in the Father. And most times whenever he's speaking, he's talking in the context of the Father. And that consciousness brings to yourself that, hmm, I have the power of God in me. The same things Jesus did, I can do. He healed a blind man. Amazing stuff. I can do the same thing. That's just work, so we've not even entered greater works. You know, I can do the same thing. He raised the lame. I can do the same. Amazing. Amazing stuff. He casted out devils, demons rather. I can do the same. Why? Because the Father is in me. And then there's a consciousness, if the Father is in me, then I can do the same. What's the difference between you and Jesus at, this at that point in time? Nothing. You can do the same thing. That's what I'm trying to say. Do you understand what I'm saying? Then we go down. And then he says, and greater works than these shall he do. Then there's a situation. He says, because I go unto my Father. <laughs> Hallelujah. He said, greater works than this shall you do because I go unto my father. So if he has gone, what, what are we doing? He said he has gone. You know, if, if that's the end of the, if that's the end, if that's the going we are talking about, he has gone and goodbye, adieu. Then what greater works are we talking about? <laughs> the beautiful thing about scriptures is not taking things out, just, just read it through. Then we go on further to verse 13. I said, and whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. I'll just read through to 26 without any explanations. I will not leave you comfortless, I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more, but you see me, because I leave, you shall leave also. At that day ye shall know that I am in the Father, and ye in me, and I in you. He that had my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. Judah said unto him, not Iscariot, Lord, how is it that thou will manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world? Jesus answered and said unto him, if a man love me, he will keep my words. And my father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. He that loveth me not, keepeth not my sayings. And the word which he hears not mine, but the father's which sent me. These things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you. But the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. So I'll read from my notes. And from our anchor scripture, you know, Jesus goes ahead to say, I already spoke about that. Jesus goes ahead to say, the works I do, you shall do also, hence strengthening our awareness of our relationship sustained with the Father. He first establishes their son-father relationship and drops the bomb of how we too are beneficiaries of same. But it does not stop there. He also speaks of greater works. And all of these benefits, why? Because he goes to the father. One would think his going is a departure to never return. Reading downward, we will understand the transaction that took place. 
So we read from verse 16, and then we'll get the transaction. In verse 16, he said, I will pray the Father, and he shall send you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Note that. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and he shall be in you. Then verse 18 is our clincher. It says, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Hallelujah. If we are following through with the reading, you understand that something has occurred here. Jesus said, he's sending another comforter. Then the same Jesus said, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Do you know the Holy Spirit? Now, I want to ask you a question. Do you know the Holy Spirit? Like, now that you've heard what I just said, let me say it again. Because we need to, if you need to know what you don't know first, so that you will know. <laughs> he said, he said, I will send you another comforter, right? Then he now says, hmm, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Do you know the Holy Spirit? Do you still know? Are you still sure? Are you still sure? We'll debunk a lot of this today. Are you still sure? <laughs> oh my, oh my. So going down, Jesus speaking says, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Seller. That's meditate on it. Listen. Verse 20. This is what, now, what he now says in verse 20. At that day, ye shall know. Let's read in 19 first so we get context. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you yet a little while. And the world seeth me no more. But you see me because I leave, you shall live also. That's the experience of eternal life. That's what's going on right now. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, you live. Right? Okay. So then going down, he now says um, in verse 20. At that day, when he comes to us. <laughs> at that day, ye shall know that I am in the Father. And ye in me and I in you. Who is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is the revelation of Jesus. Because here, he says, in that day, you shall, you shall what? Um, do I have Bible scholars here? Please, no distraction. If anybody comes there, you sit at the back. Pay our pastor's instruction. Yes. Do I have um, believers here that are reading the Bible? At that day, what shall you do? Verse 20. You shall, that I am, and, and, Good. So who is the Holy Spirit? Have sometimes, sometimes have you prayed this prayer? Holy Spirit, show me yourself. Tell me about yourself. I want to get to know you more. Have you prayed that prayer before? Holy Spirit, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna know you. And you're praying it like he's he's you know, he's he's just different. Now I will show you he's not different in the name of Jesus. The reason you need to know this is because he's the key to any spiritual understanding you will ever have. There's a chance you can be reading the Bible and you're just reading it and then you, you, you're still thinking, Holy Spirit, oh, I want to experience you. And when you're thinking experience, you're thinking encounter. You're thinking spectacular. <laughs> spectacular encounter, you know. I want, you know, the Holy Spirit will just, hmm, <laughs> presence, you know. I saw, I saw a vision, you know. He touched my shoulder here. You know, sometimes, sometimes what we, what we perceive of the Holy Spirit, you know, the Holy Spirit, feel me, feel me, feel me. And we are talking about that is more or less of, I want power, power. Holy Spirit, feel me with your power. Hallelujah. Do you know where the power is? Let me show you where the power is. Verse 20. At that day, you shall know that I am in my father. And where are you? Beautiful. That's where the power is, in the Father. 
Because it's the father that does the... It's the father that has the words. It's the father. So Jesus is also saying, ah, you've seen me. You have seen the father. So you, you take the Bible for granted. You'll be reading the Bible and you'll see saying, Lord, more. Lord, I want more. Lord, more. And the Bible is closed one side. Lord, give me more. Jesus told Thomas, you have seen me. You have seen the Father. What do you need to do more? You need to see more. Read more. You know, the things that are so complicated to us, actually not. But the person that teaches you of your reality as a son, as a son, is the Holy Spirit. Because then when we read further, and we go to verse 22, 20, no, no, let's, let's actually just read from 23. Said, Jesus answered and said unto him, if a man love me, he will keep my words and my father will love him and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. He that loveth me not, keepeth not my sayings and the word which ye hear is not mine, but the father's which sent me. These things have I spoken unto you yet being present with you, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the father will send in my name, he shall what? Excuse me, please, when I ask for a response, I need a response. Let's say it again, 26. But the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things. Teach you all things what? Correct, I like this side, very nice. Yes, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said to you. That's the duty of the Holy Spirit. That's the person of the Holy Spirit. He's the one that teaches you the same things that Jesus said to you. So Jesus told you the same works you do. What was he trying to tell you? He was trying to tell you that, see, you're a son. The same way I'm a son, you are what? You are a son. You are a son, a partaker of the kingdom. The same things I do, you do, because you share in the same thing that we do. We share in the same thing. And you see in the book of 1 Corinthians 6, verse 17, what does it say? Open to it. First Corinthians 6 verse 17. It says, but he that is joined unto the Lord, what happens to him? He that is joined unto the Lord is what? Is one spirit. So you see that there is a sharing going on. That the same things that the Lord does, the same thing we do. The Holy Spirit is here for your understanding. That the same experiences Jesus had, the same you will have. You're not looking around waiting for something special or something different because all that is needed has already been put inside of you. And the person that brings it to your knowledge and brings it to your awareness is the Holy Spirit. Jesus already said he was going to get the adoption papers. And you see, even when he went and he already went to go and do everything, you know some people still did not know. I mean, he just finished saying, Oh, I will go to the father, you know, prepare a place for you. And he's saying, show us the father, show us. You know, Jesus knew. But some people don't know. And that's Philip. Some people don't know. They don't know. They don't know that, oh, I, oh yes, I am his son. I share in the same privilege. That understanding, it's void. But then the Holy Spirit is the revelation of Jesus. Revealing Jesus to you. Revealing Jesus in you. That you are aware that I am in Jesus and he's in me. 
And so the very same things Jesus does, the very same things I do, the very same thing he says, the same words I say, when I'm praying, it strengthens my understanding because the Father is also in me. And I'm not praying to vague air. I am praying to my Father that is in me. And Father is not just creator. He's your Father, Daddy. That's what Father, that's what I mean. He's your Father. And so you ask him boldly. You go to him confidently. And that is the understanding of him being in you. And that's why Jesus can say, I will pray the Father. Because he was a son. Oh, he is a son, rather. Please, pardon my English. He is a son. And so you can do the same. And you're not doubting in your heart if the answer will come. You are sure. Why? Because you are a son. Now, some of you may say, this is getting too hard. Where are you getting all these things from? Are you concocting things? Let's go to Ephesians. You know, sometimes when you read the book of Ephesians, you just see everything clearly. And you're like, thank you, Jesus, for the salvation. Now, as I'm saying it, you will say thank you, Jesus, for the salvation of my soul. Let's read Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. Okay, so we'll read from verse 4. Oh, no. Let's start from the beginning. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints which are at Ephesus, and to the faithful in Christ Jesus, grace be to you, and peace from God our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who had blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Hallelujah. According as he had chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by who? Jesus Christ, to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he had made us accepted in the beloved, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, wherein he had abounded to us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he had proposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather together in one all things things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him, in whom also we have obtained what? An inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will, that we should be to the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ, in whom ye also trusted after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that ye believed, ye were what? Ye were what? With that Holy Spirit of promise. Now let's read verse 14 together. Which is what? The earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession Unto the praise of his glory. Say, I'm a son. Say, I'm a son. I'm a son in the kingdom of my father. My father is not just the king. He's my father. So we see here that the Holy Spirit of promise, which we've been sealed with, is also the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of all the purchased possession. Now, what does earnest mean? When we talk about earnest, please, how many of you paid the deposit before? Well, how many of you paid the deposit before you moved into your houses? Or you moved into the house and started paying rent? How many of you paid deposits? Beautiful. 
That's nice. When you pay the deposit, sometimes you didn't have rent. True or false? How many of you also didn't have rent? I'm just using this as an example. How many of you didn't have rent? Oh, you people had rent. Ah. Yeah, no, I have. Ah, she did not have. Uh, we are together. You know, you know. So sometimes it's tough, you know, and you it's not tough. Yeah, you know, and then you, <laughs> and then you need to, you know, wait for some time. But ah, you enter the house, you move your things into the house. It's my house. I've paid the deposit, and nobody can chase you away, right? If your landlady comes and she tries to, you can even tell her, man, sorry, your time, it has overshot. You have the same things, the same rights to that house. And that's the same way it is in sonship. That's the same way it is when you say you are an heir. You have the same rights to everything that is in your father's kingdom. And so the same things that Jesus partakes of, what do you do? You partake of them as well. You know, while this brings joy to us, because then it's like amazing stuff. That means I walk in power. Great. Glory. Hallelujah. Because we see Acts chapter 10 verse 10. It says how Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Uh-huh. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with what? How we power. And you're just like amazing. So this is my life. This is me here. Anointed with the Holy Ghost and with power. Kaya. Look at me. Like, look at me. And as you're waiting for sick people, there's not even one sick person. You'll be around. You're sick, eh? Come. You know? It, it, it makes you pumped. It makes you pumped. And you're not doubting it. You know, it's people, people that doubt it. That means that you've not seen. The Holy Spirit has not you've, not. you've not seen. That's what I'm saying. It has not been revealed to you. <laughs> you've not seen it in the word. Because if you see it, how can you doubt? How can you doubt your reality? You are it. You are a son. You cannot not be a son. Do you understand? I am the daughter of my father. And I cannot not be the daughter of my father. The things I will enjoy as the daughter of my father. I, I, imagine someone comes to tell me, ha, you, you are not your father's daughter. You cannot have his son name. You know, nobody does that. It's unreasonable, right? So it's also unreasonable for us to also think that we are begging for power and we are powerless. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's, un, it's not reasonable. It doesn't add up. But then, aside from it bringing that joy, that awareness to you, that, oh, an amazing stuff is that, you know, also God is with me. Because, you know, Jesus would always speak, and he's saying, all of you will leave me, but guess what? I'm not alone. And it's because he's conscious that the Father is with him. That same consciousness, I have it. To the same extent, not in any reduced fashion, not in any reduced form, because God is with me. The same things Jesus does. For example, now, when he was on the boat, what did he do when the wind was... Um, yeah, this one says he slept. It's the sleeping part you want to... I mean, he slept. <laughs> he slept. But then when he woke up, <laughs> he rebuked the wind. You see, it brings a sense of responsibility and duty to you as well. Because seeing that you are a son and you're also a partaker of this kingdom, and that you also share in the endless of the inheritance, that means it makes us unreasonable sons not to do the same thing that we saw the son doing. When Jesus was on earth, all he went about doing was preaching, teaching, healing, and doing the work of the kingdom, preaching the gospel of the kingdom. So now, the first question to ask is, I know I'm a son, but then, what next? I know that I have the Holy Spirit of promise, and I'm sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, and so I partake of everything. I partake of the power, I partake of everything, the glory, and what, and what not. But what next? Is that all that there is to it? The awareness? No. More than that is responsibility. More than that is responsibility. <laughs> you are a son 
to work. And that's the truth. Because what we'll see in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Please, let's go to Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Yes, Acts 1 verse 8. And this is Jesus speaking. And he said, but you shall receive power after, the Holy, after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and, to, and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. And so you know now Jesus is revealed to you. Jesus is revealed that he's in you. And the same thing he does, you can do. But then Jesus also went about preaching the gospel teaching in the synagogues and healing and delivering all that were oppressed by the devil. So then it lays duty and responsibility on you. That see, I have a duty in this kingdom as a son. I have a duty to my father. And that is to bring all of his children and reconcile them back to him. So the revelation of Jesus to you, the revelation of Jesus to you by the Holy Spirit is not just awareness of power. Because most times that's all we've turned him to. That's all we've turned the Holy Spirit to. But you see, the Holy Spirit sent to you was not so that you can glorify yourself in power and feel all good with yourself. The Holy Spirit sent to you was for responsibility that you'll be witnesses. That you'll be witnesses unto him in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and unto the uttermost parts of the earth where you are right now. And then the question now remains to say, as a Christian, what am I really doing? Because... If I know this much, revealed by the Holy Spirit, then what am I doing? What am I doing? And you realize that the extent to which you say that you, <laughs> I know the Holy Ghost is the extent to which you actually go out to preach. Because the Holy Spirit was sent for that purpose. Is the extent to which you teach people. Is the extent to which you desire to know more so you can be able to influence more. As a daughter of my father, as some of us, your daughters, your, so, your sons and whatnot, if your father has a business, you naturally think to yourself, oh, I have a part in this. I'm an heir. Oh, my shares. I have shares. You, do you understand what I'm saying? If someone comes and puts your father's business on social media and is dissing it, you don't keep calm about it. Do you understand what I'm saying? You don't keep calm about it. You either go and pray about it or you go to the law court. But there's something, there's an action that is taken. And that is what shows responsibility. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Who is the Holy Spirit? Who is the Holy Spirit? The revelation of Jesus. And then um, I'll just read the, the remaining parts of my note. I said then in verse 25 to 26, Jesus then speaks clearly and says, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. What did Jesus say unto us? Go out into all the world and preach the gospel. That's the Holy Spirit telling you that. You don't need a big voice. Because sometimes we are waiting. Holy Spirit, tell me. Tell me if I should go. Holy Spirit, lead me. Lead me to preach. When, when, when should I start, Lord? That's the Holy Spirit telling you. You would never have known the Great Commission if the Holy Spirit didn't reveal it. You wouldn't know anything in the Bible if it wasn't revealed. Apostle Paul being able to write all of the epistles was because it was revealed by the Holy Spirit. And that's why we pray the prayer every single time. That the eyes of our understanding being enlightened 
we may what? Know what is the hope of his calling. That we may know what it is. And you know. Now you know. Because it's been revealed. So the question is what next? And that's greater works. Greater works is what do I do now as a son? Am I just a leech? Am I just a parasite? Do I just come for the works? Have I ever thought to myself, okay, let's set kingdom goals. Okay, this year I'm going to get 100 people saved. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine for this year. Then, okay, I'm going to disciple like at least, I should, I should be out there to disciple at least 40 people. I mean, according to your capacity, of course. But then, you know, have you ever like thought about it that way? I mean, imagine the servants that were given the talent. One was given five, another two, another one. God, we will not be like the one that was giving one in Jesus' name. Ha! Yeah. Huh. And sometimes whenever you read it, don't you realize how we always feel towards it? We're like, hey, this guy is bad. Uh-huh. You know, when he the, when the, when gave the servant, you know, I'm coming back. The Lord said, I'm coming back. The Lord came back. The one that was giving five, he said, as this good servant that I am, you know, I know I'm part of this work, you know. I've gone, I've made extra five, I've brought it to you. That's someone that is responsible. The second one said, Lord, you gave me two, two back. You know, I made two extra. And that's what is supposed to be in the kingdom. Okay, I have, I know I'm working in this gift. I'm working in that gift. I'm working in certain things. Let's say I'm working in spiritual, right? I can heal the sick. I know that I, I'm, I'm learning the word unending. And I know so much. I can explain the entire book of Romans. My God. You know, I'm a Bible study teacher. I am an usher. I am a welfare. I, uh-huh. I have what to give. And I'm not looking for it. So then you begin to calculate. Do your mathematics. Okay, so how much will I now bring back? Because now it has been put in me. The earnest of our inheritance has been put inside. So you have all of that deposit. For what? Do you understand? So we think in the mentality of how much can I give back? The what's return on investment. That's what they call it, right? The return on investment. When he comes back, he must find more. Because that was why he came in the first place. And that's why he gave you the Holy Spirit. Else, the giving of the Holy Spirit would be of no point. Would be of no point. And let me tell you now, actually, if you're desirous of manifestation and the flow of things of the Spirit, and you're not desirous to preach the gospel, then I think there's pride. There's, no, there's, 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 because what are you using it for? Why do you want to flow in things of the Spirit if you don't want to preach the gospel? Why are you flowing in the things of the Spirit if you don't want to teach? Do you understand what I'm saying? Because what we see in Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says, you shall be witnesses of me. That is why the Holy Ghost is there. So that whatever you need to execute the ministry, it's inside of you. And this is not regardless of age. It's irregardless of age. Ranging from young to old, we all have the mandate and responsibility of our father. And we take it seriously. And if this th- the thing holding me back is still friends, oh Jesus, have mercy. It's still, I don't want to look uncool. Oh Jesus, have mercy. Because then I wonder if that's what you would tell God when you see him. I didn't want to look uncool. That's why I, you know, sometimes don't you imagine that kind of scenario? Your father, you, you know, your other, your other brothers and sisters, they are coming with more. They are coming, oh Lord, you gave me five, I give you five. You gave me two, I give, then you. 
I didn't want to look uncool. Sad. You know? Look at the one servant. He died, the one that he gave one. One. He, and okay, it's not one like one, but one. He said, you went to go and hide this. He said, I knew you were a wicked man. You want to sow. You want to reap what you not sow. Guess what? He sowed. I sowed this correct, right? He sowed. He sowed the Holy Spirit of promise. He sowed power in you. He sowed a relationship with him, with you, that you can pray for anything and it will be given to you. More than your needs. More than your desires. You can pray for souls to get saved and it will be given to you. You can pray for nations to be healed and it will be given to you. More than that. That's the Holy Spirit. Oh, he tells you speak to that person and you're negligent. He tells you talk to this person and I'm reluctant. Do you know who's telling you? Jesus. I'm just telling you. So if you're thinking I can disobey the Holy Spirit, I'm not, but I love Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. The proof of your love is your obedience. And I, I am sorry if all you do is reject his inclinations to you. But I don't believe that person is here in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay, so then to also clarify something, um, from all this we also understand that the presence of the Comforter is not the absence of Jesus. And in summary, that's it. The presence of the Comforter is not what? The so where is Jesus? Ah, people are good. <laughs> I give you something. <laughs> something tangible. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. It's not the absence of Jesus. So when I'm walking, there's that confidence. While we've spoken about responsibility, there's still the confidence, though. Uh, when I'm walking, there's confidence. Do you know? Do you know? <laughs> ah, ah, ah. You say it's challenges. Come on. I rebuked the storm once. <laughs> and you're saying it to the confidence of the person that is in you. We rebuked it. And I will rebuke it again. Do you understand what I'm saying? It gives you confidence. That when you're speaking, you're not feeling intimidated. What would this person say? Come on, Jesus never felt intimidated. He went from village to village, city to city, speaking to Samaritans. People that he were not even part of him. He was speaking to them. And as I said, you're not too small. None of you are too small. You can begin to walk as a son from now. By the things that are revealed to you and by the things that you've heard and seen. You didn't hear this as a coincidence. You're not here as a coincidence. Praise the Lord. By the election of grace, all of us are participants of this kingdom. And we share in the inheritance even in the ministry. Hallelujah. Ah, uh, ah, uh, time used to run. Jesus. <laughs> okay, so I'll actually conclude now. Thank God. Yeah. So, as, as I said earlier, Apostle Paul was able to explain to you about your salvation by the Holy Spirit. Greater works is only a possibility because of the Holy Spirit. Jesus revealed. This is because his departure was so the Holy Ghost can be sent to us for our consciousness and awareness of being saved and as well as also responsibility. Christ in us and we in him. But much more than this is that we share in a sonship. We are enjoined to the same obligations of the kingdom of our father. As sons, we are concerned about our father's kingdom. It's just natural. That's how, we, that's how it is in natural. So that's how it is now. It's just bringing these things to your awareness. And we are equipped with the knowledge that Jesus revealed 
to get men saved. In Acts 1 verse 8, Jesus said, And ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, in all Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. Jesus didn't send you and leave you. No, he sent you in the Holy Ghost. John 14 verse 20 said, In that day you shall know that I am in the Father, and ye in me, and I in you. I in you. Jesus in you. The Holy Spirit in you is the awareness and a constant reminder of Jesus in you. Not just to feel warm and loved, but to know duty and power available to heal, to speak and men believe, to go about doing good as did our master Jesus. Now, whoever is joined to the Lord is what? My consciousness level and yours increases even more. We share same thoughts with Jesus. We partake in his ministry. We heal the sick. The Holy Spirit in us is the evidence of Jesus in us. Hallelujah. And that brings responsibility, as I said. That is the access and the key to greater works. You've received it now. As we delve in deeper into greater works, you won't say you don't have anything in your hand. You do. Hallelujah. Please, let's be on our feet. Let's just open our mouths and let's just begin to worship the Lord. Let's just begin to bless his name. Oh, we bless your name, Jesus. We bless you, Father. We bless you, Father. Oh, my. You know, it's such a joy to think that Jesus is in you. Jesus is in me. Oh, the Holy Spirit is the consciousness of that. That when men ask us, we know that Jesus is in us. We don't say it's a feeling. No, it's not a feeling. Jesus is in me. Jesus is in me. Christ in you. Our hope for glory. I don't need to say I'm going somewhere to feel the glory. The glory is in me. You carry the glory. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Jesus is in you. Jesus is in you. You walk with a consciousness level. Oh, that Jesus is in you. Jesus is in you. Oh, what a joy. What a joy. That is my peace.
you're crying would you stop crying <laughs> Jesus is in you and if you're fearful would you stop it he's given you his of your body we've already said it and established it that Jesus is in you he bore your sicknesses took the infirmities and with his stripes you, you just open your mouth and say I am healed you put your hand there and say I am healed and you're not doubting it no you're sure the word of God is living inside of you the word of God is in you to heal. Woo, Jesus. of commitment and I'd like you to put your left hand on your chest and your right hand up and you're going to say today <laughs> from today Lord I'm not going to be an irresponsible daughter or son that will waste the investment of the Holy Spirit in me but that I will preach and I will be witness to you oh I will speak for you wherever I find myself I will speak for you I will speak for you I will talk about you I will talk about, I will share posteriorly. I will talk about the kingdom of the Father. I will share without holding back, without any fear or reservations. I will share. I will talk about you. I will talk about you. If I've spoken to two, I talk to four. If I've spoken to four, I talk to six. If I've spoken to six, I increase the number because the investment will not be wasted by one person, by just Jesus. He took villages, he took cities. And much more. And much more is done through me. Much more is done through me. If you took villages, I take them too. If you took cities, I take them too. Oh, if you taught people in synagogues, I teach men too. I'm really responsible, Lord. declaration.